This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. You have children, you raise up your child. It's your responsibility. It's not the government's responsibility. It's not the world's responsibility. It's yours. And in the same way, it is the responsibility of the children, the grandchildren, to care for their mother and grandparents. And in the house of God, this is what, this is what the Word tells us. This is not the government requiring you to care for your aging parents. This is the Word of God. This is your Lord and Savior. Whether you have children or not, if you're listening to this, Someone gave you life. When you consider your legacy, how have you influenced younger generations? What examples have you set to those younger than you? In today's message from Pastor Eddie, he illustrates that if you want purpose, let Jesus be your guide in everything you do. Invest in eternity by way of God's grace and train up the younger generation in His name. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 as he continues his message, Treatment of the Elders. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Psalms 9, chapter 9, verse 10. And those who know your name will put their trust in you for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. God has never turned anybody away for salvation nor will he turn away his children especially those in need, widows and orphans. Psalms 28, verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise him. So he says to those who are alone, verse 5, Now she who is really a widow and left alone, trust in God, and continue in supplications and prayers night and day. Continue to pray in supplication. Pray to the Lord. Pray for God's will to supply you, because he will supply all your needs. He will. He didn't say, maybe, I'm going to think about it. Wait for it. I will supply all your needs. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Paul writes this. And my, and my God shall supply some of your needs? No. All your needs according to what? According to his riches and glory. How rich is God? <laughs> There's no number. It's impossible. The universe cannot contain his riches. We're asking a God that's able and has more than enough to give you all your needs. Not your wants. We have a lot of wants. God is not Amazon. We have a lot of wants. But all your needs, if you need it, he's going to give it to you. He will supply your needs according to his riches and glory. But as a matter of fact, this is what Jesus said. In regards to your needs, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, he says, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask. Before you ask. 
And so he's encouraging them, hey, continue in prayer, night and day. No, pray without ceasing. Now to the widow who lives an ungodly life, in verse 6, he says, but she, but she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. In other words, she lives in self-indulgences. If she lives in, in just pleasing herself, pleasing the flesh, in other words, she's spiritually dead. Verse 7, and these things command that they, referring to those who are really widows, may be blameless. To those who really will, follow the command in verse 5, trust in God, pray without ceasing, supplication, pray night and day, pray all the time, and God will be there for you. Now in verse 8, Paul addresses the family who has widows. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith, and here it is, this is sad, and is worse than an unbeliever. You have widows in your family, mother, grandmothers, great-grand. You don't care. According to the Bible, you're worse than an unbeliever because, you see, the pagans in those days, believed that they believed that it's important to care for their mother, your widows. It was important in ancient culture with pagans. In fact, again, like I mentioned, it was Roman law required children to care for their aging parents. It was a requirement by law. Rome has this law. The pagans, atheists, unbelievers know that it's the right thing to do to care for the widows. And a believer in Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. <laughs> and you don't care for your widows? It's expected of us. If one does not provide for his or her own according to the word of God, though you're a Christian, you have denied the faith and you're worse than an unbeliever. That is some heavy words. And we need to examine if you have any of those members in your family or if you have a widow in your family, to be mindful of that. We already saw that the responsibility of the widows for the children, grandchildren. Next in verses 9 and 10, Paul will give young Pastor Timothy, pastors and elders, the requirements of helping a real widow, those who are truly widows. So the church has a requirement. The church has a requirement. And he's going to give us these requirements here. Requirement, requirement number one, verse nine, he says, do not let a widow under 60 years of old be taken in the number. So widows who are under the age of 60 years old, the Bible considers you young. I should get an amen on that one. They're not to be taken in, in, in the number. In other words, they're not to be on the church list for support. Drop down to verse 11. It says, but refuse the younger widows. That's what it says here. So widows under 60 years of age uh, are considered young, and you're over 60, guess what? You get church benefits. <laughs> hey, don't, look, don't kill the messenger. You're reading it with me. Requirement number one, do not let the widow under 60 years, 60 years old be taken in the number. Requirement number two, and not unless she has been the wife of one man. In other words, and we've been through this, the requirements for a deacon, a bishop, uh, is to have to, the, the, to be the husband of one wife. In other words, to be you know, the same for the, for the woman. And she's to have one husband. That's not to say that if she was divorced and she has another husband. That's not what it's referring to here. 
And there's a lot of people who are legalistic who like to throw that and insert that here. That's not what it's talking about. Uh, we'll see that uh, when we get to verse 14. He's going to encourage the younger widows to get married, to, to remarry. But notice she was faithful to her husband. You know, so if she's under 60 and, you know, she's not to be added to the list and she has to be the, the, the wife of one man. Verse, the third requirement in chapter 10, in verse 10, third requirement in verse 10, well reported for good works. Well reported for good works. She should be known for good works. It's not the works for salvation, but it is the work because of salvation. It's the evidence of salvation. She's showing a testimony that she is a believer by what she does. And the third requirement, Paul gives us uh, five, he lists five things that would show evidence that she is a believer. She's not one just coming out from outside and just want to, you know, get a handout from the church, and we get a lot of that. We get a lot of people who call the church, hey, I'm in a hotel, I need money, I need this and that, and, you know, what are we going to do? Hey, can you show proof? Let me see your bank account. Most of the times, you know, it's just this is a habit that they have. They go around churches and with the hopes that the church would give them money. But we like to lean on the side of grace. We don't give money. We give gift cards to the supermarket. If they're in real need, we will support and, you know, pay for their uh, food, not for their habits. But in the house of God, if we see them, obviously we're going to see the fruit. And, and, Paul, and Paul lists five of these things. He says, he says, well reported for good works, number one, and they, they, they begin with the F, if she has brought up children. Now, this could either mean that she raised up her own children, or she doesn't have children anymore, or she's raising others. She's, she's taking in orphans. Second, if she has lodged strangers, and, and it's, it shows an attitude of hospitality. The Bible tells us, be careful who, we, who, we train, who we're entertaining strangers that might be an angel. We're going to be surprised when we get to heaven. They say, I saw you on earth. You really wasn't... The <laughs> You really wasn't a homeless man, were you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Be careful. Third, if she washed the feet of the saints. She washed the saints' feet. Demonstrates her being, having a servant's heart, being Christ-like. For even, did not Jesus wash the feet of his disciples? Fourthly, if she has relieved the afflicted, giving aid to those who are facing adversary, those who need help uh, physically, mentally, or emotionally. She's helping them. They're in need just to relieve, to give aid. I believe this is not only a powerful testimony to the world, but it also would glorify God. Here you have a widow who has no one to care for her. She needs help, yet she's, she's helping others. She's helping others. She's already suffering. She's lonely. She has trouble caring for herself. She's caring for others. That's a beautiful thing. And the fifth, if, if she has diligently followed every good work. In other words, it, it indicates a total commitment of serving others. All these five was to serve others. Because when you serve others, you're serving God. You're serving Christ. 
Everything we do, we do unto the Lord, as unto the Lord. When we serve others, we're serving the Lord. And so these are the requirements for the church of Jesus Christ that are to put in place when it comes to helping real widows. Now in verses 11 to 16, Paul will give us reasons why we should not help younger widows. It doesn't mean that we can't help them from time to time, you know, when they have need, you know, but to actually have them on a list where we consider them biblically what the Bible qualifies one as a real widow because if she's young, she could remarry. And we're going to see that here. So reason number one, verses 11 and 12, reason number one, we're not help a younger widow. is 11, it says, but refuse the younger widows. And younger, we know, those are under 60 years of age. For when they have begun to grow wanton, meaning wanton meaning to be cruel or violent, they're alone now. There's no husband, uh, a companion, to be there to support her, to encourage her, to encourage her in the faith, if you will, to continue to seek God. That's what happens when they're alone, even for a man. When we're alone, you know, we go astray. That's why there's no long range of ministries, by the way. In the very beginning, God says it's not good for man to be alone. Man, a man, you know, a masculine man, and I know that's a, it's a plural pronoun in, in a way. Well, not a plural, let me stop that. <laughs> but it, it applies for all people. We're not, it's not good that we are left alone. Church, it, it involves people. Ministry involves people. Families involve people. Even in marriage. No one's married themselves. Well, nowadays, who knows? But there's always someone, a companion. But he said, but refuse the younger widows for when they have begun to grow wanton, for when they have begun to grow wanton against Christ, they desire to marry, having condemnation because they have cast off their first love. Now, wanting to marry is not, not the marriage in itself is bad, but sometimes they're so desperate not wanting to be lonely, they'll choose any, any guy. And the Bible says, you know, it's not, you know, what does darkness have with light? We should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And some people would like to, uh, you know, do marriage ministry. Well, if I marry him or I marry her, you know, then they'll come to the faith. <laughs> Really? You're using marriage for ministry? It's not going to happen. It never happens. Seldom, you know, it probably does. Seldom, but quite often it doesn't. You can't use marriage as ministry. So if you're young here and you think you're looking and you find someone and you think that he is the one or she is the one, you know, and if they're not a believer in Christ, don't entertain it. You're only going to hurt yourself later on because they're not going to come to the saving knowledge. If they don't love Jesus now, why would you want them? And so that is the reason. Now, you may think, you know, the Paul, you know, the Apostle Paul is really harsh here. But again, allow me to explain. The younger widows may grow, you know, you know, want to never experience a sexual a sexual desire outside of that. They're they're in need. The reason why they were married in the first place because they want they they needed a husband, someone to a companion, someone that they could share their life with. And sometimes they'll do anything, even giving up themselves just for the sake of relationships. And most women do that. Younger women do this. Sad. That's why you should save yourself if you're young here. Save yourself for marriage. Someone said, well, she may, 
you know, she has to see somebody, but let it be in the Lord. Be patient. And if you start helping one like that, then what happens is they go off and they sin, they go against the scriptures, and the resources that the church has could have been, you know, used for someone who really uh, feared God and, and for the real widows. But what if the church goes against scripture and helps her, let's say for a year? She's, she's a young widow. She's not respecting God and fearing the Lord. And you help her for about a, a year or two, and now she left the Lord. And, and she left, you know, as it says here, she turns away from her first faith. Her first faith, it says here in verse 12. That's reason number one. Reason number two, verse 13. And besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. You know, there's no soap operas back then. They created soap operas, the real life soap operas. They get to know everybody's business. They have no husband, no family in the house, so they go about and uh, let's go, they, everybody's business. And they start gossiping, saying things they shouldn't. And, and the church is su- fully supporting her in that. Instead of attending to her own home, her own responsibilities, she's out uh, doing things she shouldn't do. Third reason, verses 14 and 15, therefore I desire that younger widows marry. So get married. You're young, you lost your husband. After the morning when it's time, you know, find someone if you need someone. Find someone God would provide and bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Don't let the world talk bad about you. Oh, she lost her husband. Oh, there she is again. And she's supposed to be a Christian. She goes to that church, and that church is supporting her. Supporting her for what? To create gossip? Bear children. Get married. Bear children. Give no opportunity to the enemy and and give a bad testimony for those who are outside the church. Verse 15, it says, For some have already turned aside after Satan. So apparently, this was a problem with the church of Ephesus. It's not mere speculation on, on the apostles' part. This was happening. Some, some could be at least two, maybe three, four, five, who knows? But this already has happened in the church of Ephesus. The younger widowers, this is what they were doing, causing gossip. And this is the reason why there is requirements. And it's biblical. It's wisdom. It's inspired by the word of God. And we as a church, we need to be obedient to that. Not only the church leadership, but each and every one of us. You may know of someone that uh, lost their husband, you know, alone. Encourage them. Hey, seek God. Make sure your relationship with God is, you know, it's on point. You know, seek the Lord. Seek after him and God would provide. And it's time, you know, she's probably, you know, they're looking around and say, hey, find the right man. Find one that loves God. And then again, they will have a home. The fourth reason and finally, verse 16. If any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them. And here it is, and do not let the church be burdened that it may relieve those who are really widows. Just giving wisdom here. 
This is all biblical wisdom when it comes to widows, and there are a lot. But the responsibility falls on the family, the children, the grandchildren, to care for those who are widows in their home. You know, just to think of all, you know, like when I think about my parents and all they have done for me, can you repay them? You know, right now, as you know, I'm caring for my mother. It's not easy, but we're doing it. The help of my beautiful wife, we, we're doing the best we can. It's biblical. It's the right thing to do. We come across challenges. I think I'm not the only one that does. But I know there's quite a, a number of you who are caring for those who are widows or caring for the elderly, those who are aged. It's the right thing to do. You know, you think of it as a burden. Think about the burden of your parents. How many parents couldn't really fulfill their goals or things that they want to do in life because of children? You know, this is the reason why a lot of young mothers want to abort. Because the generation after generation before said, listen, it's going to hold you back. You can't enjoy your life. You can't go to school. You can't do nothing. So they get a bad taste of being a mother. And that's what a mother should do. That's what a mother does. That's what a father does. You have children, you raise up your child. It's your responsibility. It's not the government's responsibility. It's not the world's responsibility. It's yours. And in the same way, it is the responsibility of the children, the grandchildren, to care for their mother and grandparents. And in the house of God, this is what, this is what the word tells us. This is not the government requiring you to care for your aging parents. This is the word of God. This is your Lord and Savior. It's biblical. It's here. And again, we find that widows at the very heart of God because we see it throughout Scripture. From the Old Testament, Exodus, to the New Testament, and even in James. We need to care for those who are uh, parents and grandparents. It's a testimony to the world. And we as believers, we should set the example. And if you don't have one, a parent to care for, you know, take the time. And go to the nursing home. I say, where can I help? What can I do? A neighbor, an elderly neighbor, care for them. That's what we ought to do. I believe we reap what we sow. I believe we reap what we sow. It's biblical, right? If, you know, you want someone to care for you when you reach that age, well, you know what? You show that. You show that to your children and your children's children. They say, you know what? We always took care of parents that's been in the family for generations. And so we need to set that example, especially us who are believers in Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Running the Race. Pastor Eddie's been taking us through the book of 1 Timothy in this series, which is found in the Pauline Epistles. Within its pages, you learn everything there is to know about becoming a pastor and leading a church during the final years of Paul's life. He knew he wouldn't be around forever, so he penned instructions that would serve future generations of pastors. God used Paul to begin his church and to serve as a role model to those who follow him. If you're looking for help applying this to your life, Here's Jessica with an invitation just for you. We'd love to have you come join us at Calvary Chapel of Milford. We're conveniently located off Interstate 84 and Route 6. For service times and all the information you need, 
visit runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Back to Homepage button. While you're there, you can listen to this teaching again or explore more messages from Pastor Eddie. Again, that website is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks, Jessica. What a great invitation for those in the New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania area. For the rest of us, remember that you can find more messages from Pastor Eddie on that same website, runningtheraceradio.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to learn more from the book of 1 Timothy. For today, our time has come to an end. But we'll be back again next time, and hope you will too, to hear Pastor Eddie share more from this great book of 1 Timothy, here on Running the Race.